It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Gentlemen, Tim, Jackson, it feels good. This is like the first real episode where we have like actual solid Chicago Bears news to report. The Bears completed the 2022 NFL Draft. We're going to talk about that in depth. But first, before we forget, we're just going to get it out of the way. We have two more positions for the all-time Chicago Bears roster. And Jackson, which positions are we going with today? This one's going to be rough because this is not prime positions on our defense nor our offense. When you think of like good Bears defense, you don't think of this position usually. And um, same thing on the offense. And that's going to be wide receiver and cornerback. Um, it's weak on both sides, I would say. And we already have our cornerback one and a receiver one. Yeah, Brandon with, Marshall and yep. Peanut Tillman. So, I know Good I was luck. looking at names today. And I was looking not... at some names, too, and it was just like, <laughs> man, this guy played a long time ago. He's got good stats. But, again, like, it was a long time ago. Do you put someone more recent who was good? And, uh, like, I don't know about you bad. guys. But, I'm I, like, if you put a receiver from, like, the 1940s, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, get oh, out of yeah. here. Well, we didn't even have good wide receivers in the 1940s. I, I'm just saying, though, like any dude that is like, hey, come on, you ain't going to be doing anything in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting looking at uh, some names or at least trying to think about people. But I got my guys. So. I mean, you, you don't have uh, Billy Paperboy Smith on the team. <laughs> um, well, Jack, Jack, uh, since you picked the positions, where do you want to go? Do you want to start offense or defense? Receiver. I'll start defense. I'll start defense. Um, Who do you I have? Want to, I want to hear your picks for a wide receiver. I want to see what your guys' arguments are, because I'm still on the fence for one. I think wide receiver is harder because like our second wide receiver is going to be shit. But quarterback two, um, I had a toss up, and I went with the more newer player. And we could actually make an uh, like an, a really good argument for the older player, but I'm gonna go with Kyle Fuller. Um, my second pick was gonna be Richie Richie Pepitone. You can't. You've, we've already said this. You can't. If you're starting, you can't do second pick because then it takes no, away. No, he was my honorable mention. He was my honorable mention. <laughs> you can't do honorable <laughs> mention until everyone picks. You know what? If I choose. You know. Do you know what? Next week, you could choose. You have a positions. list of ten guys to you go through. You choose the goddamn positions. I then you could do. You can't do. You can't say honorable mentions oh, until everyone has a. Everyone has a chance. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. I didn't know there was like a standard procedure. I mean, there's, there there's not. But you think like I mean the first. No, person no, I'm not listening to have him. Not, no, no, wrong. Okay, Kyle Fuller is my choice. Tim, do you want to go? Um, yeah, um, so I'm going to start off with my seven honorable mentions. And Starting then, at number seven. If you can uh, find seven <laughs> Bears, if you can name seven Bears cornerbacks, that's actually. Mine perfect. is uh, Nathan Vasher uh, because uh, just that that 
kick up that field goal return was awesome. Um, had some really good interceptions to close out some games. Uh, you know, took away some receivers from games that were top receivers. I mean, he 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 put in the uh, postseason took Marvin Harrison to only like fifty nine yards a game with Peyton Manning. Like, I, I would I remember. Nathan Vasher always being someone that would come up and hit along with, you know, there was a lot of times where, hell, I think he, he for what he did, he got Brian Urlacher two interceptions uh, during two games. There was times where he completely covered his guy, tipped the ball up, always seemed to be there. And then just a guy that I feel like is almost like your Mike Brown, because if he wasn't hurt towards the end of his career, I think he would have been way better and had a longer career with the Bears. So Nate Vasher for me. Yeah, well, mine were between those two, and the reason why I selected my pick, which is Nathan Vasher, is just kind of like they were like similar in terms of like not like this great like top tier cornerback that like you're thinking of when you think of a you know what you want in a cornerback, but they're solid. You know, you think of them as plenty of great plays on the defensive end, but the thing that tipped the scale for me was just the special teams that you got out of Nathan Vasher. And I know this is for a cornerback position, but you know, we don't, we're not really picking the returner or special teams. Like obviously Devin Hester could would make, would have made it number one there, but I'm just picking him just for the versatility that you get along with being a serviceable cornerback too. I mean, if we had him now as a quarterback two in our off in our defense, that would be just outstanding. Um, but I'm going to go with Nathan Vasher. And I was, I was thinking about Kyle Fuller, but, he is not an honorable mention or anything. I was just thinking about him. My, my number one similar. choice yeah. is Nathan Vasher. They are. They are. They are. Um, I'll just – I would go with Vasher, too, over the – at that time, playing football, like, you know, it was a little harder on the corners, uh, you know, I mean, or just, like, a little bit more physical, I feel like. So, yeah. I mean, Vasher's – so Fuller's best season was 2018. We had seven interceptions. Um, Vasher's best year was uh, 2005 with eight. Um, uh, even if he had lower. Um, I think the problem why I go with Fuller is Fuller did not miss a game with the Bears. I, right. I, and that I, I'll say this to you: How many? There was two specific games in the top of my head where Kyle, Kyle Fuller let a interception, a game-winning interception, go through his hands. Oh Nate, yeah, and Nate yeah. Vasher. I, I think Nate I think, Vasher won us two games with. I think when I look at Vasher, when I look at Vash or Fuller, obviously he had that breakout rookie year with four interceptions, um, and he struggled in. Actually, he didn't play in 16. That's right. He got hurt in 16. Um, there goes your argument of playing more. Yeah, playing I, just, all I, games, just saw so. that on, I just saw that on a football reference. I was like, why does it go to you know 15 to 17? I think of it this way. you got on one end, you got Peanut Tillman who can make a play, punching the ball out. And the other end, you've got the more ball hockey can make a play. I think the problem is like after at, with Vasher, my argument against Vasher after 2006, he dramatically drops off. And, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be like the career. It could yeah. just be a point in time where. Yeah. Well, Vasher's first three years are solid. 
right? And the year that Vasher, you know, was really good was his second year. Um, my my honorable mention was Richie Pepitone, who had 37 interceptions with the Bears <laughs> and won a world championship with them. It was a four-time Pro Bowler, which none of them were able to do, uh, Vasher or Fuller, but it's just funny. But like, looking at Bears cornerbacks – yeah, it was not a. It was a very it's thin fun. list to go through. It's, yeah, like it's those three outside of Tillman, and it's yeah, it's rough. Okay, so you guys are gonna go. So Vasher joins. Vasher is Vasher's part of the squad. Okay. This is the first time I don't think one of my picks got in. Wow. Okay. There you go. Now you know this new episode. You can things can change. Who knows? And not even your. And season. not even your. Uh, uh, I will mention. Yeah. Not even your backup. Not even your safety school got yeah, in. They're, uh... All right, so, Jack, you said you wanted us to go first. I want you to go – yeah, I, I I, don't have a good wide receiver, too. Right, well, I have one, so I can go first. Yeah, go first. So, <clears throat> similar to cornerback, the opposite wide receiver to Brandon Marshall. Not that Brandon Marshall is, like, you know, the elite. Like, you're not, you don't really think of him as being, like, a Chicago Bear – through and through because he's played for different teams and whatnot, but he was our best wide receiver. But the wide receiver that I selected just based off of stats, size, like athleticism, it's Elshon Jeffrey. And the reason why I have him is I was looking at the stats for like yardage and like touchdowns and like the next closest guy that you kind of get in that same categories like Curtis Conway and I'm just like I think that Alshon Jeffrey is just a way better athlete than Curtis Conway was and the crazy thing to me is that we had we had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey playing together on the Bears yeah and they're both physical wide receivers isn't it if you think about like other teams having two if you're counting this if he does make the list as having their two top receivers of all time playing together at the same time you've got like moss and carter you've got um uh, anquan bolden and larry fitzgerald we had harrison wayne harrison wayne and ours were marshall and jeffrey if jeffrey makes this list it's like that just shows you how like those guys are not even near their stratosphere but alshon jeffrey is my pick I mean, he he only played what a couple four or five years for the Bears, but he had a couple years with ten a year with ten touchdowns, a couple years over a thousand yards. So I'm gonna go with Alshon. I I would say he's not the best Bears athlete to play wide receiver though. That wasn't the question though. Um, I, mine's Alshon Jeffrey. I think the only other person you could even remotely pick, like. Kev said it's Curtis Conway, but and I'll give Curtis the thought where he at least got two 1,000 yard seasons in '95 and '96. And kudos to you, Bear fans, if you didn't even know who the fuck was throwing the ball. I can't. I can't. <laughs> was it uh, was it Eric Kramer? Yeah. Yeah, that's my first so, Bear jersey. So, um, <laughs> so you know what? Uh, I'm uh, hey. Cheers, uh, cheers to you, Curtis Conway, that you're actually getting talked about in 2022. But it's Alshon Jeffrey. Um, it hurts because, obviously, I feel like Jeffrey could have done more for our team. But I think he was just soft uh, for that for as big of his, a body as he was. 
but yeah, uh, and he I think he dealt with injuries too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't played since yes. 2020, so right. yeah, and then he and then yeah, so um, what he's got 4,500 over 4,500 yards. I would love to see Darnell Mooney uh, crack that. And, and it's uh, crazy to think that he like in the next couple of years could be in that conversation. The the only thing what uh, or what um, Alshon Jeffrey got that in four years or wait or is that just to all total? Yeah, four years total, four thousand five hundred, and um, Mooney's at one thousand six hundred. Now he did take a huge hit last year without without catching the ball, but we'll see. Jack, who who are you thinking? I mean, it's going to be Alshon because yeah, two I, against one. I, I, but. I, I yeah, leading, I was leading Alshon. I think picks that I was thinking of Willie Galt. I mean, speed kills. I mean, one like when you talk pure athlete, Willie Galt might be the best pure athlete the Bears have ever had. Um, you know, I I think I totally forgot about Curtis Conway. It's weird. I'm looking at his stats. He played till 2003. I didn't know he yeah, had a 10-year career. He was in the league for a while. Yeah. Like, insane. Like You go down um, the list of receivers after Alshon, and it's like you're looking at rough. Marty Booker and just names and, like, like that. Booker like, Booker was, like, my third choice. Out, like, it's weird because I thought – I was looking up Willie Galt's stats, and he only had one touchdown in 85, and that was the, the Thursday night game where um, – Jim McMahon came in and Walter Payton threw that great block and, you know, hit Willie Galt. And it's like, wow, it's best year. wasn't even in 1985 when they won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I think this is a position which it's just bad. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. What Allison like, Jeffrey played nine can, games, 12 games in his last two years in Chicago. That's when he started. Yeah. Getting- and I think you could have made the argument. Like Marty Booker was definitely on my list. I had Booker ahead of Curtis Conway because Marty Booker was one of the only bear wide receivers to ever get to a hundred catches in a year, uh, which is insane. I think Allen Robinson, you know, if he didn't kind of, you know, fluke out the last year and a half. Oh, 100%. percent we Yeah, if he didn't it. have last season, he could have easily been. This, this was one of the, this was one of the ones where I wish like, and I know we have, we have to stick to, only that position, but this is one of the ones where you just like are like shit. I would rather just pick one of these tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> shit, you could even like even if it's not just for the receiving receiving aspect of it, just like throw Devin Hester out there just because like right. I almost I almost I almost I thought about Devin. Devin would have been like I wasn't gonna put him ahead of Willie Galt or Booker, but like I was it was in the back of my mind where it's just like shit. Like Musa Muhammad was right. This is the place where uh, wide receivers go to die. It makes you think. Like, I wonder what Devin Hester would be like if he ran like packages that Debo Samuel and like receivers today get. How he would be more in space. Yeah, yeah, but so we got. Um. Oh my gosh, because these people are so like far off the radar in my mind. We picked. Who'd we pick? I already forgot. Vasher and Alshon. Vasher and Alshon. That just shows you that these positions are not high in demand for Chicago Bear Great. So they joined the list. Now we get to what we really want to talk about. It's the Chicago Bears and Ryan Pohl's first draft. 
so we're just going to go round by round and kind of talk about who we picked and what we thought the bears, uh, their strategy going into it. So I guess they didn't have a first round pick. We knew that going into it. We seems like we haven't had a first round pick other than trading into it for the last couple of years. But with the in the second round, we selected Kyler Gordon, cornerback, along with Jackson, your Penn State uh, team. Brisker, baby. Juan Brisker, safety. So I'll, I guess Jackson will go with you because you're probably a little bit more uh, the expert. I don't know, Kev, aren't you? Uh... Yeah, you're the diehard. Yeah, you're the diehard, yeah, man. True. You ready for I, I, next I year, man? Well, I mean, I'm going to pick a new team. i got to spin the wheel next year. Oh, that, is that what we're going to do? We're That's what I'm going to do. I don't okay. think I could watch Penn State again. Yeah, it's like but, watching the Bears offense. Yeah, it's rough. So Gordon and Brisker, they went defense. The Bears went defense for their first two picks, which, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw on Reddit and Twitter and everywhere that people were clamoring either for a receiver or O-line, but they decided to go with two players in the secondary. Right. Uh, Jackson, what what are your thoughts on them going cornerback safety with the first two picks um well it's an underrated need right like how many times like the first week of the season they got burned like four times and like you needed you needed a cornerback right and we we we, we talked about this i think just depending where the bears were obviously in the second round like we talked about well do you get a linebacker do you get an offensive lineman do you get a wide receiver I think they went best available, which was on their draft board and, and, and obviously on their draft score. You know, he fell a little bit. Oh, it's oh, how do you pronounce it? What's his last name again? Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Kyler right. Gordon. Kyler. It's Kyler. Gordon. How do you, right. how do you pronounce Gordon? <laughs> no, I, I thought. S M I T H. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, I was watching the Cub game for a second and it had Hayward. I'm like, wait, it's not Hayward. It's Kyler Gordon. For Yeah, it just threw me off for a second. Um, But like. Secondary was a need, and like they gave up a shit ton of yards and passing last year. Like obviously it wasn't as bad as people thought. Like they got better at the end of the year, but I would invest in a cornerback, right? If especially if Jalen Johnson, if you're gonna put that much trust in Jalen Johnson, you need another good cornerback. This guy is supposed to be bigger and stronger and faster, is more of a pure athlete, which we you all three of us talked about like offline about it. I think with Brisker, it fills the need that. You never had a true free, a uh, true strong safety, excuse me, since Amos. So now you're getting Amos point 2.0 because I mean they both went to Penn State, but you know you get a guy who can play up in the box, who can cover and who can play run, who can stop the run. And we've all seen Eddie Jackson trying to stop the run before. Yeah, it's not pretty sight. It's it's awful. So I mean, you know those are like two underrated knee, especially in a pass happy league. You need someone back there who can, you know, secure tackles, who can deflect balls, who can get interceptions. And like everything Poles has said that he likes in players, people with grit, people who have overcome adversity, people who are opportunistic and who are not afraid to like stick out for their team. And all both those guys matched every criteria. Right. And I think Poles has definitely been transparent of what he wants in players. Tim, what are your thoughts? I mean, that guy just said an essay, so you gotta <laughs> go. You you gotta go with that. Uh, um, you, it it was best pick. It looked like, and it seemed like they were really high on Kyler Gordon. Dude's a ballerina. Uh, pretty fucking sick. Um, 
big statement to Eddie Jackson saying you got to put up or shut up uh, because uh, what getting Crookshank and then this guy doesn't really bode well whether he's a strong safety or not doesn't bode well for for number 39 or number four or whatever number he's wearing this this season uh, I, I still think he's athletic enough to turn it around but I'm just saying that was a statement saying I don't really care how much money you're making I'm, I like guys that can perform for me so Absolutely. I, we're gonna I get your go help yeah, yep. we're gonna get you help. You want to play in the? You want to play center field? Go ahead. We'll play. We'll have someone do the dirty work. You, if you're gonna play center field, you better get those interceptions again. One of the things that I I like that I um, heard about both uh, Brisker and Gordon is that they had no penalties. Yeah, that's weird. And I mean, just we all watched all the games last season, and it was nothing but penalties. So I mean, if you get guys that are going to be day one starters most likely and they're not prone to getting penalties like that was a lot of knocks on some of the guys that were coming out of the, in the draft it's like oh like he's a great athlete but he's undisciplined if you got two guys that are starter ready and can you know be disciplined enough to not get i'm not expecting them to get zero penalties next season but to be uh, limiting with the penalties that's great um but the one question i did want to ask it's just the biggest question is do you wish that they might have, with one of those two second-round picks, gone for a receiver or a higher-end O-line? I mean, I know we later we're going to talk about who we got later, so that kind of hindsight's twenty twenty. But Tim, you can take, take this. I'll, I'll, yeah, take this I time. wanted a receiver because of just helping full or Foles Fields, uh, but if you're going to tell me that those are your two guys, corner was a hundred percent need, and then. This Brisker guy looks like he's a starter, and we're—I know we have a million holes, and we want that receiver. But Jackson said it on our podcast since the first episode. We, we, or the Ryan Pace regime has over-evaluated every single player on our roster. So I don't really care whether it's a hole or not. This was a draft of go get starters, and if those two guys can be starters day one, I don't really care what position they they play. That, that's all we need starters. Absolutely. I mean, just, just the fact that we have these guys, I haven't seen them play a single game. Well, no one's seen them play a game in the NFL, but you just know that they're better than uh, Kindle Vildor or anyone that, that we saw last year. I mean, maybe um, what's his name? The quarterback that got a lot, got zero playing time, even though he played really well. Um, his name's escaping me. The, Graham. the Ch- Thomas, yes, Graham. Thomas Graham, Thomas Graham. But, but you know you that have he's coming in. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Do you slide him into a nickel based off your package that you're in? Yeah. I mean, it gives us options. We're immediately better with these guys in. Not that we're trying to win a Super Bowl next year, but I got no complaints. Doesn't doesn't a 4-3 require a lot of nickel packages anywhere in the mm-hmm. NFL today? So supposedly, Ken, guys, supposedly Kendall Vildor is better than the nickel anyway. <laughs> oh, oh. oh good well that's that's the whole that's I think the uh also with secret ingredient with like a person like brisker right like someone who struggled his early part in life right with grades and like other issues and people have kind of like kind of knocked him on that right he goes the junior college route but then i think there's something to to show after you go to the junior college route and then you go to a a, a blue blood program 
like Penn State and playing in the Big Ten and you become a starter and then you get drafted in the second round, like I'm like you see the videos of him, you know, telling polls like you got the steal of the pick. Like that's the type of guy I like. I don't like the top five the five star recruit from high school that, you know, automatically goes to the power five program. Like give me that guy who went to the never no adversity. Yeah. Yeah. Like give me that guy who like had to learn the hard way, who had to go through the JUCO route and then still made it to a blue blue blood became a starter and then got drafted and thinks he's still disrespected. Like that's the guy who's going to make a big stop on a third down. Oh, and and if he is, if he's good to great, you know, he's just, Chicago is going to rally around that, oh, this kid. Yeah. Like a he's big like ten, that. He's that type of guy. Blue collar guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just, he's going to be beloved by if, the fans. If, if he's, he's like anything like Adrian Amos, hundred percent, he just needs a big hit in the preseason. And then we're going to be a John Bostic style hit. and We'll be good to go. Yeah. But I, I, I want him to, you know, Oh, you, I, mean, yes, I don't yes. want the big hit in preseason. Hey, that my dad got a jersey because of that. John that Boss, might be the jersey. quickest jersey buy ever. Like, oh, Paris.com, boom, buying it. I uh, think that the the craziest thing is we had a guy, last name of Jackson, you know, was unbelievable his, his first couple of years in the league. Jackson gets his jersey. And, and he just has gone this, down. This this probably won't be – that probably won't be his favorite safety. I mean, this guy has, like – Oh, I've been tempted. Yeah, been Jackson's, tempted. Got, Jackson's got a hard on everything for this guy. Penn State. I love, I love Bristol. Junior Gritty, college. Juco. Junior, junior college, just like him. I mean, next thing you know, he's going to say, oh, I, I wrestled for five years of my life. And Jackson's yeah. just going to fall in love I, with this I, guy. I worked in an electrical warehouse. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I don't. I'm afraid to say anything bad about Brisker for the the remainder of the season because Jackson's Brisker was, was my guy. Brisker was my guy at Penn State. Like he was someone who I enjoyed legitimately watching. I mean, he had that huge huge interception against Wisconsin Week One. Um, I know Wisconsin was not Wisconsin esque that you know the three of us are used to this year, but like still Week One, like. And a division but, is a conference game in a the on fact the that we made a big a big interception is nice on the road because I mean we yeah. were void of that all last season so and yep. like the thing was like polls said has said we have to get back to creating enforcing turnovers right you, you which they have not done under the Nagy era since and that's what Eberflus is all about the um, the loafs kind of program that he instills and you know how he that's what he that's what he built up in uh, Indianapolis and he wants to carry that over in Chicago and so like, I mean that that's two guys that you got for him so I, I don't think obviously we're going to compete for a wild card team nor do I think we should obviously if we start off good or injuries happen you know that's a, that's a different story um but like next year you're probably in a situation where you're in the top 15 to get a first round draft pick and then you're like okay we can start year three of this process with Fields, second year under Eberflus, younger defense coming up. Uh, and now mean, we with, know who we have. And just uh, quickly before we move on to the Bears round three pick, I mean, if you, you're you building up the defense and if they can get turnovers or they can make stops, that Puts just shortens, less pressure the, on the short, offense. shortens the field for shortens the field for Fields. And you never know. It just makes it that much easier for Justin to succeed. So, was um, was hold on was Kevin White uh, Pace's first pick ever? I 
I believe he I was. Was it him or Floyd? I can I can never remember. If, I want to say if, it if, if if it's Kevin White, I mean, <laughs> Bulls can't have a worse first pick. No, I thought White was right because White was 2015. I think so. So I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it can't be worse than that, right? Yeah, all all, <laughs> oh, all the Bears on. fans who want to Kyler Gordon can't be worse than Kevin White. <laughs> you want to pick a receiver early? We pick the receiver as early as you can get. And, He's bagging groceries right now, or he might, I don't know. He's, is <laughs> he in the is USFL? Kevin? But every so often there's that one random picture of him on Instagram that he looks jacked, and I just, you, you want him back in the league. Oh, man, give him another shot. Yeah, he was 2015 to 2018, Kevin White. He had okay. 26 receptions, 323 yards, zero touchdowns. So his, yeah, yeah. What a stat third. line. Yeah, so. He's I'll still in the league, that. though. He's still in the league. He, and he did catch that Hail Mary that what that almost scored a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, I was at that game. That's his longest re- uh, reception of his <laughs> career for a ball that was ended. It ended up like, it, it, to me, it <laughs> yeah. ended up going nowhere. Yeah. Like it the, might as well have been an incomplete That's pass. like the perfect analogy of his career. I caught the ball a yard short of the end zone. And then I never would again. I have to say so. Yes, I would have to say that that is a... Uh, microcosm of his entire life <laughs> hey well, man you caught it you caught a hail mary yeah. oh i did was like you're ah. a yard and a half short <laughs> but I did, I did good right well jackson tip speaking of wide receivers the bears in round three did end up taking a wide receiver and it's probably the most controversial pick that the bears selected not that there were any background issues or off the field issues with this guy, but the bears selected Belis Jones jr. From Tennessee wide receiver. So the bears got their wide receiver, right? Uh, he'll be 25 to start the season. Uh, he did. He did run a four, three, one 40 yard dash at the combine. And he does not seem to be the prototypical one wide receiver that the bears might bears fans might've been looking for. He he's, he's he mocks up. I've heard a lot of mocks that he compares to Debo Samuel, where he's shifty. You can get him in open space, kind of like we were talking about what the kind of wish the Bears could have done with Devin Hester. So he's not the a, a wide receiver one, I guess is where I'm getting at. So what what do you think, Tim, about this pick? Do you did you like the pick? Do you think it's going to be good for the Bears? What are your thoughts? I thought it was kind of the opposite effect of the Byron Pringle thing where we kept reading the sentence of Byron Pringle and it got worse and worse and worse. This one started off bad from the original text from Kev because I I was out uh, drinking uh, with my wife for a birthday party at at this point in time for one of her coworkers. So I didn't know anything. I just see Kev uh, text, oh, we got our receiver and he's 25 years old. So that's all I know at this point. I'm He's drinking, like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm drinking at a brewery, and you know, breweries, like, they don't really have TVs, or especially they're not going to be playing the NFL draft, so I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I just, you know, I was like, what the fuck are they doing, you know? And then you learn more and more throughout the week. You learn that he's 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 fast, he's mature, and then, what, Poles picked him because Fields liked him? It got better yeah, and better, and now, yeah, it's a lukewarm pick. I'm... Why not? I think it, it. if that's what you think your value was at third round and that's what Fields liked, then I can't knock that, especially if he was a part of it. 
Absolutely. And the thing that I like is that, I mean, he went to USC for his first couple years. And then his last year at USC, he made all Pac-10 or all honors Pac-10, something like that. No, he was then, first team. He was first, first team. First team Pac-10. And then yeah. he went to Tennessee the following year and made first team Pac-10 or excuse me, first team SEC. So, I mean, the that's guy's what, got talent. That's – I don't know. I can't two different programs. anyone who's – not just two different programs, but two Power 5 programs to be a first – if you're a first team anything, like w- regardless of any sport, like that's a huge accomplishment. Do- now doing it in two major conferences, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever whoever on Shy Bears put that like thing the next morning of the old man running. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Wait, <laughs> whoever, there's a thing. Whoever put that meme and say. Can't wait to watch Miles Jones Jr. I mean, you made that was the best thing I saw all weekend. I remember I told my dad, I was like, yeah, they drafted a 24 year old who's going to be 25 in about two weeks, wide receiver. And he's like, my dad's like, well, he's not going to get a second round. Uh, he's not going to get a second contract, is he? I'm like, probably not. Because you know what? That's that's okay because he can help. He's he's probably mature. He understands how to be a pro, even though he's was- not a pro. Isn't this kind of like, I mean, obviously you see that and you're just, you're afraid of getting dunked on by Twitter and like Reddit and all those people that are our NFL and whatnot. But isn't this kind of the same shit that we have with our offensive coordinator race where everyone was like, oh, don't get that guy because he's going to be a head coach in a year or something. I don't want him to be so good and treat our offense so good that he gets another job. You know what? The guy who's mediocre. Why don't? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is uh, a guy being really good at the beginning and then we can't get a second contract? Like, why is that a bad thing? Uh, We can't even get a guy to be good his first year. So, I'll take anyone who can contribute to this. And again, it goes with the same sentiment. We need starters. So, why not figure out what Fields is before we spend the big money on a receiver? Uh, let's get him a guy that uh, you would have to think that and hope that Velas Jones Jr. is or Velas or whatever the hell. I would hope that for the third and fourth rounders that were picked, I would hope that he could immediately start on the team. Not and it doesn't have to be start on offense, but he's going to start in special teams or some shit like he's going to start. Oh, yeah. And so. I think I, I believe that said he averaged like 20 something yards for per return on special teams. I mean, we lost. They, I mean, they, they let Grant walk. Yeah. So, I mean, if he can, if he can slide in there and you got to think too, if this was, if Nagy was still our coach and like, you've got Vila Jones Jr. Who's got all these, like all these like athletic skills of four, three speed, like he can take balls out of the backfield, do this, do that. You got to, if you, if Nagy's still the coach, you're thinking he's going to screw this up. He's not going to know how to utilize this guy, but you think hopefully with the new OC fields being the one who kind of nudged him in say, Hey, we should pick this guy that they right. know kind of how to u- utilize them. Uh, so that's, that, that is making me feel better about this pick. I, I know I was never, none of these picks that the bears got. I'm like, Oh my God, he completely screwed the pooch here. But what, what's have, your guys' more- take on, there's some people that are actually the opposite. I feel like of what we've all been, because some people are saying like, why the hell are you even taking fields word for it on the pick? Because you don't even know if he's good or not. Why would you even want a receiver that he wants? And I think that that's, I, I don't know. I'll let some of you explain why I think that's just a shit-ass take. But I think you just look at the the Packers and how they've treated Aaron Rodgers and his input on things. I mean. I, I, get, I get the argument, but I, yeah, I think that's it's a little vague. 
what does that tell you about polls? That he's going to listen to them. I mean, is is that good? Is that bad? I mean, what do you like? Do you think that that's too I pushovery? Think- Some people are like, oh, his first year GM, he's listening to a second year quarterback. Like, is that give you warning signs, at, at I, traits I think, of leadership? No, I, or not? not at all. I, I think, think if it was a sec- I think if it was the media. first pick in the second round, if it was either the, one of the two second round picks, and it kind of seemed like a reach, then maybe. But I don't think anyone was like. I guess people had. Beelish Jones Jr. mocked later, or it could have been appropriate. But I think if in the second round, if it was the very first pick and they came out saying Fields wanted this guy, I might feel a little different. But the fact that it was a third round pick and Poles already got his two guys that he wanted, I would feel a little bit more like uh, maybe slightly pushovery. But I, I just think that it's a good working relationship. You got to understand what the quarterback wants to be successful as well. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy who's on the field. He's he's the guy who's played the position. He's the one throwing to him, so. Yeah. If you could get a guy, because, what, Allen Robinson, even when he was good, could never get any yards after a catch. Um, he could go up and make a contestant catch, and it would be great sometimes. Never would always fall down. This guy, what, averages like eight yards but a, that was ca- a thing. catch. Like Robinson, Robinson was never that person really at Penn State either. Oh, or, no, I, I just, like, but doesn't that, doesn't that kind of compliment It's totally different. Need? Yeah, it's, I mean, I think, but that's the thing, like, to go against that, like, Mooney has been that guy. No, right? oh, He's I, just five, six extra yards. And then, like, because there's times, like, there's been, like, they don't have big wide receivers anymore. Like Robinson, I I would have been nice at Robinson, which I wish he had like 20 pounds on him and was like an inch or two taller, you know, but like. Are they, they hoping that Byron Pringle or St. I mean, isn't St. Brown like. Six, I think St. Brown's. Yeah, I think St. Brown's a big guy, but, yeah. you know, just hopefully he makes a team. Let's see what happens. You know, hopefully. I mean, I, I had to see uh, fucking whims on this team for four years. And the only reason he ever saw the field was because he's big. So. Yeah, and he became a. a He's got a good right hook too. Like Kevin, like we watched the game in 2018, which is like, holy shit, this guy is really good. And then he would make spot appearances, and then you know, just he's a fucking idiot. That's the only reason why he couldn't make the team. That that Trubisky's Saints throw, uh, you'll never forget. I'll never forget that. Yeah, and you know, if Moody's in there, Moody probably catches the ball. Let's let's be honest. That was that was a play designed for Moody. Um, I mean, it would be nice to have a big wide receiver. I think it's definitely Tim's right on. Like it is a change of pace. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see how they're going to use him. Like, I don't want him just to be a gadget type of player. I think he's their slot guy. Like someone that's in, I don't know, a decent yeah. percentage of snaps. And then you know, he might get those plays in the backfield. He could always play his way up into, you know, more playing time. But I, I think he'll be. To start out the slot guy, burner, you can throw him, you can run. He uh, can play two positions. He can play two positions on special teams. And that's a starter, so I'll take a starter. So sounds to me like sound it sounds to me, and again, I'm not saying they're gonna be good starters, but it sounds like we legitimately just we we drafted three starters in the second. Everyone's talking about his kick return, but he's also the gunner, which is great. Because that means he is a guy who's not afraid to get in the dirt. And you got to think, if you are a first team, a two-time first team guy on two different programs at two different conferences, 
and you're not afraid to play special teams, whether it be in a returner or a gunner, which are not like the sexiest positions. It's either you, you catch the ball and you get your head knocked off or you're like fighting to stay in bounds to go knock someone's head off. I, that's, he, I think fit, that's he fits in attitude. with Pulse's guy. He fits yep. in as Pulse's guy. And I think guy. Bear fans like that. They like I, – I, I think that's just a Chicago thing. We're like, oh, man, that backup goalie or that second baseman, like they're not the best, but we love them because they're, Cause they they're fight. fucking they, they hard. They play hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what Tim said. If, if, out of these first three picks that we've talked about, if we've got three starters, I think that's a win because there's so many positions of need. I think Poles could po- possibly d- did a good job filling do you, plenty of holes, holes that we needed. Do you think, to kind of bring this back, would you rather have an older guy coming out of college, not you know maybe 25, but let's say 22, 23, like a normal ager, or like the junior or redshirt sophomore, Who's 21? Because I feel like the the issue is with like the 21 year old. Is like, are they there mentally? Are they ready to be a pro? Um, we don't we don't we don't have the option of that on our team right now. We need guys no, again coming in, no. starting. I mean, think about this. I'm looking back at last year's last year's picks. Right, Justin Fields, Tevin Jenkins, first two picks. Both of them didn't play till. I mean, Jenkins obviously wasn't his fault. Um, or maybe whatever the back thing. Well, he didn't play till like week 14. Justin Fields, for whatever stupid fucking reason, didn't play till week four. Uh, we have three picks. We already know we're going to see in week one. We, we, we have to. We're going to see them week one, whether they're good or not. And what, out of our seven picks last year, we saw Larry Borum a little bit. We saw Herbert a little bit. Daz Newsom, don't know where the fuck he is. Thomas Graham was good for a game, and then we never got to see him again. Tonga was good for preseason. Never got to see him. So, yeah, I don't think it matters if they're young or they're old if they come the out. Youth, we just need I think the, people to the fill youth positions. is there. Yeah, the yeah, youth is there. But just legitimately get me guys that can start. And it sounds yeah. like we have three guys that are going to start. And it's and it's bona fide people who can start, right? Absolutely. Well, now we're we're going to move into the next rounds and going into day three of the draft. We had six picks, I believe. And we and what happened is Ryan Pace or Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles, first time I've done that, uh, turned those six picks into eleven picks or no we've turned into yeah eleven two, yep eleven eleven picks so second most in the draft or tied for the I think it was second most or tied for the most so it, it was great to see I mean we were all talking about would he trade down I thought it might have been with those second round picks that he might have traded down but he ended up doing it later in the draft but in round five. Uh, Poles ended up getting an offensive lineman, which we were looking to get, Braxton Jones, and an edge rusher, outside linebacker, who was a former wide receiver who transferred or uh, transitioned to uh, outside linebacker in Dominique Robinson. I, I mean, I'm happy that we got our alignment. We got actually more alignment that we'll talk about in the later rounds. But Braxton Jones, I believe he projects to be a guard, not so much a tackle in the league. Uh, which we need. I just think that the fact that we're drafting these linemen, Braxton Jones being the first, we just need bodies. I think that it's kind of competition and bodies. It's competition and bodies is what we need. And then, you know, it's always good to have edge rushers. I mean, we lost Mac and we've got who knows, who knows if Quinn will be there. So we need bodies in that department too. I like the picks. I don't really know too much about th- these guys. I know that 
Uh, Braxton Jones came from a smaller school, and Dominique Robinson was a former Braxton, wide receiver. Braxton, so it sounds like Braxton's going to be more of their – how do I say it's like their, their project pick. You yeah. Know? Like Southern Utah. He did have – apparently he did have a uh, offer to go to Utah, which is, you know, a, a really yeah, good a program. Uh, and he bet himself and went to Southern Utah to get playing time. Obviously, gets drafted, so he made the right call. Um, you know, I think, you know, can he make that transition to the NFL? You know, I think now we've talked about this a lot. Was this that, what round was this? Was this fourth or fifth? Round five. Round five. Yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a fourth round pick. Yeah, Larry Borum, friend of the podcast, was a fifth round pick, and he's going to be a potential starter next year. Darnell so, Mooney, fifth round pick. Yeah. So, what if one of these guys is if they're if they're just bodies, awesome. Um, if they could stay on the if they could stay on the team for Even their better. for their remainder of their contract, awesome. If one of them becomes a hail mary and actually is a bona fide starter, holy shit! Um, isn't this the whole reason why we got Ryan Poles to develop linemen? Absolutely. And from what from what I've read about Braxton Jones and uh, Robinson, actually, that they're it's like freak athletes. A lot of these guys that uh, Poles drafted are super athletic. See, which, I'd rather have those in the later rounds than like your first three rounds, right? Where, I, like, yeah, and that's why. That, like, I don't want to see the guy pick. who can jump out of the pool and be like, you know what? Spend a second round draft pick uh, on him. No, agree. And I would love if we had a top ten pick. I would love to take the best lineman in the draft, easy, right? But again, the whole reason why you got this guy is he can develop linemen. If he can turn any of these guys into gold, he's already he's already worth it as a GM. Yeah, and, like, here's the thing. One, they're also trusting. It sounds like, you know, we didn't talk about this last week because I think it broke right before we, we were we recorded. But Borum's going to – is trying out for left tackle, and Jenkins is trying out for right. And it's like, you mean you put people in positions where they played before? You know? Wow. It seems like wow. it makes sense. And, like, well, in today's well, Larry's, NFL – Larry's, Larry's going to be successful because, come on, we know. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, friend of the podcast. Mom gets involved on Twitter occasionally, so we. It I mean, is, I, it's in the I, making. I, I, I got a little drunk at Boozy Brunch and tweeted at him. Hey, that's that's. that's I'm that's all for the, that. That's where the tweet came from because I, I did two Boozy Brunches this week hey, boozy on brunches accident. Are nice. That, that's no. Now, you're not supposed to do it back to back weeks though, or back to back. Who says? Who says? There's no rule on that. My liver, my wallet. That's that's. Obviously a restriction, but you yeah. know, you, you power. That's through. the only reason why I tweeted at Larry Borum, Tim is, I know you stepped away for a quick second, but, uh, I got a little drunk at boozy brunch on Saturday and tweeted at him. I think okay. we should do that more often. I think we should all take a turn doing that. You know, I have a bachelor party this weekend, so I, I might get a little wild with it. There you go. Oh yeah, maybe try, try and, uh, send him some DMS, you know, who knows? It could get Dude, a little wild. I, I feel like, you know, a, a few of our followers you know tweeted it back at us and just like just ask them so the ask is there i think we just need a you know it's like the seventh grade dance just gotta go up to the girl and ask her or the 300 pound man just hog go up and ask him who can kill us and <laughs> i mean he could kick our ass and like all three of us could like jump on him and he'd just throw us off well, you know what? Speaking of hogs. Kevin, you're 6'6". Six, six, yeah, I'm not. Be yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, a beanpole compared to him. But speaking of hogs, in the sixth round, we drafted two more linemen. We, Zach, we drafted Zachary Thomas, 
and center from Illinois, Doug Kramer, to go along with Tristan Ebner, running back from Baylor, who seems to be like the Tariq Cohen replacement, kind of a lot of quick shiftiness. He was, I mean, I was watching some highlights. He had some pretty amazing highlights at Baylor. Um, but another another solid round, in my opinion, I think, for, for polls. Drafting two linemen, another, I believe, that Thomas projects to be another guard. Uh, Kramer being a center and then Ebner being that kind of change of pace back that we don't currently have. So I, I like the I like the six round six round picks. Uh, Tim Jackson, what do you have to say? I I gotta admit, Doug Kramer sounds like your next door neighbor. Um, of course, he plays in the Big Ten, and of course, he's an offensive lineman. Just sounds like uh, offensive line in the Big Ten name is what you're saying. Hundred percent. Cosmo Kramer, baby. If, if you didn't say he played for Illinois, I would have said like Wisconsin or like uh, Iowa. Well. Did you see? I know you're talking about jumping out of pool videos, and you want those guys at the later round. Yeah, did he pushed see? he he pushed the truck in New York. Yeah, he, did you see yeah, this? Yeah, that Tim? was a little. That's that's fucking dumb. Pretty awesome. It was dumb. <laughs> I awesome. think it's great. I I you got you got to have some flash when you're down in the late rounds like that. Especially as a lineman, you know, because you can't jump out of the pool. You're not doing no you know, no. You're not it's doing backflips. You got to do something. And they just stand stupid. out and it's pushing pushing the truck. That, I mean like, that'd be. I think when people are like overvaluating that to make that a reason why people will draft you, that's dumb. I think but it would have like, been cooler if you like, had something in the bed of the truck. I could see my I could see myself drafting because of that video. You better believe it. If you're, I on, just, if you're I, on the fence about him, and he's I feel like in the up. sixth round, I'm already a couple six spears deep. If I'm making the picks, I'm just like ah, this guy. This I mean, guy. I, guess it's, be, anyway. I guess it's a better argument. Like, well, he he's he's from Hinsdale, right? He's from the area. I'd be like, well, he's worn blue and blue and orange before. Draft him. There you <laughs> like, go. Just just look at just look at Io. Now you get to say that and just start drafting the other people from Illinois. Um, Zachary Thomas, I know it's just good, like we said before, had more bodies, more competition. But I, I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Abner comes out in training camp in, in preseason. I think that from Baylor. Yeah, from Baylor. I mean, he's got good hands. I think he's a bear. He's a Baylor bear. He's Baylor used to bear. being a bear. Get drafted a couple uh, former bears in terms of their colleges, but. I like it. I mean, Cohen, he was good to have. I don't think that this guy is anywhere near Cohen's stature, but it's you got to have a change of pace back, especially with Monty having injury uh, history. You got It's nice to have someone coming on third down that can run a good route, yeah. have, has good hands. Damian freak, Williams, you know, obviously athlete. kind of struggled at that, but... I, I and I almost <clears throat> didn't really like in hindsight the Damian uh, Williams pick to go get him, not the pick, the free agent get because why? If you're gonna draft a running back, just about every draft it seems like they should just slot in. Just I mean, we once we saw Khalil Herbert, it was great. I mean, we should see a lot more Khalil Herbert because we got to figure out do we want to let this is Montgomery's last year. Yeah, so, yeah, we've 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 talked about that that he could. And if he gets I, if he gets hurt, I wouldn't be surprised. A I would not, like I would not buy. I would not buy his jersey. Let's just say that. I wouldn't be surprised either. And I would say maybe if you could go with a one-two punch of Herbert and then this guy being the the chains of pace back, that'd be pretty cool. So yeah, absolutely. And running backs, let's be honest, have a no, short shelf I, life. I, and I don't I don't think the Bears, unless you're a perennial all-star, 
And and Montgomery very well can be that guy. He just never had the opportunity. And he's had a shitty O line, a bad coach who well, didn't know how to utilize when you have him. A, when you have no passing game, it doesn't really help your run yeah. game. No. I, I hate saying this, but if he does leave, you know what team he would do really well with is like New England. Well, I don't. I hope to not see that, but you never <laughs> I mean, know. I, I don't even know why I, you hate to say that. I just feel like you were going to say Green Bay, and I was like, Ooh. I thought I was going to say Green no, Bay. No, no, because I, Green, I Bay, see him on any other team, Green Bay doesn't like value running backs. Let's be honest. We have a lot of money in Jones and then Dylan now too. So, and then round seven to finish off the draft, another lineman goes off in Jatire Carter. We draft another safety, another Bear Cal safety, Elijah Hicks. Who did you see his video? I did not. He had a video about thanking the Bears for drafting him and saying, oh, man, I'm so excited. I'm going to work hard. And he did the, like, I don't think he did a backflip, but he did, like, the push-ups where he did, like, a, a push-up, a front clap, a back clap, and then went down a couple times. So he was he was hyped saying how he's going to work hard and, you know, be willing to work and put in all the effort. And did some cool push-ups. Sold me. Sold me already. Hey, I don't even have, to see have you ever done a back clap before? I have not tried. I've done it many once. Years. I've done it once. I'm not really sure what you're saying. I don't really. Like when uh, you push it? up, you come up, you do the back clap, and you go back down. Oh, behind your back? Well, yeah, he did. I he did it behind the back. Front, I don't think behind, I. I think I might have been able to do it back in the day, but like I don't think I like. I think if I was just laying on my stomach right now, I don't think I could clap. Like yeah, I'm a, I'm a I don't think I shoulders. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I I did one like two or three years ago behind the back, and I, it was like this is stupid. Like I am now done for the rest of the day, and that was like two three years ago. <laughs> yeah, and you just think about that. Like in hindsight, you're like, wow, like people are like watching me do this. I probably look like a complete idiot trying to do some crazy plyometrics. No, no. And then the Bears, what do they do? They have a this draft where they get lots of different people to plug in three potential starters and then what do they do they finish off the draft with a punter so we, we no it. longer have love you need a punter you we need no longer have o'connell or uh, o'donnell excuse me where did o'donnell go did he go to green bay he went to green bay that's right um you know what what have i been saying we need starters that's a starter in the seventh round baby let's go and it's not like we're used to having great quality punts with Pat O'Donnell. So, I mean, this kid could come in and just be yeah, I, above I, average. I don't the, get the fanfare with Pat O'Donnell over the years. The press the I mean, he was one of our most used players. So, yeah, you have to see a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, trust me, this kid that we and just Pat O'Donnell, make Pat sure O'Donnell you stretch before 16, games. Pat O'Donnell played 16 plays. This game because we had 16 punts, you know. Now, now he goes to a team. Now he goes to a team where he doesn't even have to play. Sometimes he probably had more touches than David Montgomery. Oh, that yeah, there were definitely some games. What's like our that. new punter's name now? The new punter's name is Trenton Gill. Trenton Gill, make sure you stretch before every game. Where's he from? NC State. NC State, yeah. Okay. So that ra- that program. wrapped up the Chicago Bears draft. I mean. I know we just kind of talked about everything individually, but if you just had, if you had to give the Bears like a, a quick, I mean, draft grades or everything, if you had to give them a, a letter grade, what would you give them that summarize their 2022 draft? I give them like a B. I give B. them like a B. Yeah. 
I, give, I, might, I might throw a plus on it. I might throw a B plus I'll just because B, they yeah. got the amount of people. They I'm going to take a solid B, like my grade point average in high school. You know, solid B. Say B minus just because I don't want to be too optimistic. Yeah. Oh, I, I see people. I've seen people put A's on there, but I, I, I think B is B, B minus, B plus, depending on how you feel about certain picks. I think that you should never be given anybody a B unless they had a first pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, uh, an A. An A, an A, yeah. I mean, this just makes me, after the draft, it, this just I know the Bears are not going to be good, but this just got me hyped up to see, like, I, in my opinion, like, in terms of fandom, like, the best time to be a fan is obviously when your team is really good and they're in the playoffs pushing for a championship. Or when the team is, like, sucks and you get to, like, see the growth of the young guys that you draft. Like, that's, like, obviously yeah. middle of the road is not fun. Being completely shitty with no young players isn't fun either. But, like, seeing, like, the guys that you draft potentially grow and be part of the future, that's, like, a nice consolation prize in terms of a, a year that's going to be pretty much I also think, wasted. you know, like, I'm glad the Bears are kind of in this soft rebuild. And I hope fans realize that, like, because you don't want to, like, win the division at 9-8. and eight. Right, and get stuck with a first place division or first place schedule the next year when you're really not that good, and then you get a bad first round draft pick based on the position that you're in. Like that is some big old pussy talk right there. But is it true? No, I want to win. Okay, because this team can't win now. No, we can't. But I'm saying I would never have that mentality though. So they're gonna go into every game this season thinking that like. I mean, I no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, no, you obviously to, 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 to already say, like, oh, I don't really want them to win the season. Like, fuck no, you off. want them to win. You, you, <laughs> want them, you want them to win. 100%. I want them to go 17 and 0, you know, and win the Super Bowl. Like, obviously. But, like, realistically, no, I'm, I'm, I'm are, talking with you. The, the, the trade of Khalil Mack was smart because he's going to, what's he going to do? Give you one more win? Like, yeah, cool. We won eight games now. We're eight and nine. Cool. And we missed the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think we're all tired of these flash in the pan seasons where they go to the playoffs and then they miss it for five years. Yep. Can we just yeah. be can we just be like a Steelers of our division for a decade? That'd be cool. You know, yeah. Can we go to the playoffs five out of six years? That'd the be way nice. that they're setting themselves up after this draft, like this was like the last year of like, well, it was the first year, obviously, of polls. Uh, career, but he's setting himself up next year with a first round pick and a shit ton of cap space to really spearhead that potential, you know, multi-year run of success. If we're having, if we're having this discussion after the draft in 2024, we have problems. Yeah. But it's okay for this year and next year. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, overall, I mean, the draft is great. There, there are some weird things that could happen. Like, obviously, I think you're going to see a second and third wave of free agency happen. Um, you're going to get those guys who are like filling positions. Yeah, like if you know, if Larry Obenjobi is healthy, right? If he passes a physical, do the Bears reach out to him again? That I could, I could listen to Jackson say that man's name just about Larry every Obenjobi. Every day, every minute of my life. Larry Obenjobi. 
I'm surprised I'm able to pronounce that because I could barely pronounce normal like other people's names. Yeah, you could pronounce Larry Obenjobi, but you had to ask how to pronounce Gordon. Yeah, well, you know how that you know, works. When you get your hopes up so much, and they just gets crushed. As like most Bear fans, but like, do you take a flyer possibly like on a Landry for like a two year deal? I don't know the cap, but if you got it, why not? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll obviously be discussing more about this, this year. As it comes I think out. this year, I think we can all agree, is a good bridge year for next year. Yeah, as long as it's not like a we're building three, bridges. As long as it's not a three-year deal or more, I don't really care. If you want to do a one no. or two, one or two, that's fine. Whatever. Oh, absolutely. Well, I guess we're kind of covered everything you could about the draft. Um, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about we could wrap up the show i'm gonna be home going home this week it's gonna be nice. oh heck yeah going home there you go that's going home for a bachelor party it's gonna be nice see my mom on thursday and sunday because i'm leaving early friday morning um so yeah that'll be fun I haven't that's been i've not been home since august so it's supposed to be at least it's supposed to be in the 80s next week. So you'll be getting some nice weather finally. No, it's going to be cold. Here, it? It's going to be cold. Oh, well, what the fuck I'm, do I know? It's, yeah, it's, I'm leaving this week. I'm leaving Thursday. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, next week, the following week. Is of course. To be 80s. Yeah, we have. A, Sounds about right. We have like a just like your guys' bachelor parties. Like we have a um, or Tim's bachelor party um, place on a on a river, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So. Oh, yeah. Well, try not to cut your head open swimming in the lake. That'd be. Oh, I wonder who did that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have 18 guys there, so it's. I mean, we might literally just play a baseball. It's a lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. More dudes, the merrier. Well, unless you got anything else, gentlemen, I think we could wrap up the episode. You got anything before we go? Good draft analysis. Uh, we will st- keep you. We will keep you tuned into the Olin Krutz nonsense next episode when we can get the full story. Absolutely. Yeah. We want to make sure everything comes out. We get our facts straight before we dive in on what the hell happened. So, <laughs> other than that, Bears draft. We'll see you next week. Team Bear out. Bear down. Bear down. Bears. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!